The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Rise Radio with counselor and prevention expert Randy Havison. Recovery in various forms is something that many of us face every day. Most of us need some sort of intervention to start the process of rebuilding and reconnecting our lives. This program serves to empower you to find new ways of solving old problems. Now, here is your host, Randy Havison. Welcome to another edition of Rise Radio. I am your host, Randy Havison, and I hope you're having a great morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're listening to this show. Uh, and I am really excited about what we have going on today for all of you. And uh, as always, I want to give a huge shout out to our listeners from all over the world. Um, we have, uh, you know, all, to all of you from the UK, welcome to the show. It's great having you here. And as always, I, I welcome you to send me an email. You can either do it through the Voice America host page site, or you can do it if you go to Rise radioshow.com and just click around and, and you can find a place to put in your name, your email address and any comments, questions, uh, anything you want to ask for, for me, for our guests. And I'm happy to uh, put it on the air for you. And I, it's just such a thrill for me every week to be here with you and being able to hopefully provide some education, inspiration and, and empowerment for, for those of you listening. And today is... No exception. I'm, I'm really excited about what we have in store for you today. Um, as some of you may know, we are in September and this is National Recovery Month. So I wanted to put a spotlight on recovery-related activities, organizations, uh, things that are going on. I just got back from uh, Frostburg State University up in uh, Frostburg, Maryland, and we were talking to the folks there, and I got to present a couple programs to the students there, and I was talking to them about, you know, what can we do to support your students in recovery? And it's recovery from anything, you know, not just alcohol addiction or or cocaine addiction, heroin, whatever it is, but I want to address recovery if you grew up in an alcoholic family or if there's a codependency issue and, you know, you have a loved one, a, a sister, brother, mother, father, friend who's alcoholic or, or drug addicted and you just feel like you want some support yourself and you need to be in recovery you know, there are lots of organizations out there that can support and help you too. So let's put a spotlight on recovery in September and say, you know what, I'm going to do things different this month. And I want to really celebrate my recovery. You know, I know for me, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that, you know, this past May, I celebrated 32 years of continuous sobriety from cocaine addiction, alcoholism, marijuana addiction. I mean, I pretty much everything. The only thing I never really did was heroin because I always felt like it was drug addicts who did heroin. So as long as I never did heroin, I wouldn't be a drug addict. Yeah, that, that didn't work out so well. But uh, very grateful I never did it. But, 
you know, my recovery goes on because of everything else that I was doing. And today we're going to be addressing addiction and the stigma of addiction. You know, I feel very fortunate also that I was very vocal about my recovery when I first got sober. I was telling everybody, the clerk at the grocery store, the bank teller, I mean, everybody like, hey, how you doing today? Hey, I'm really glad I have 63 days of recovery today. They're like, what? But I was very vocal about it because I was proud of myself because I knew the pit of despair that I was trapped in. And all of a sudden, I was around other people who were in early recovery, too. Um, you know, I'm a huge proponent of the 12-step programs. And, and I was making that a regular part of, of my life. And I was learning from others. And wow, I didn't have to be ashamed of this. And I can talk about it. And I can be okay with it. And, you know, I, I truly respect the value of anonymity. And I don't ever talk about being a part of a 12-step community because, you know, that's the tradition say don't do that. And I respect that. But to be able to say I'm in recovery and and I love the 12-step programs and they help me, that is not against the traditions. And I have looked at this, talked to sponsors about it, people with more recovery than I have. And they're like, yeah, as long as you don't mention the specific that you're a member of a specific 12-step group, then you're going to be all right. So, so I proudly talk about my recovery, and I encourage, you know, those of you out there who are in recovery, you know, let's start being more vocal. We have to get rid of this stigma. You know, it just like with any other disease, you know, this stigma is killing us. You know, it used to be when I was growing up, people would talk about cancer or someone down the street, you know, or someone they know has AIDS. But now we can talk about these things openly and say, yeah, you know, my father's in recovery from cancer. He had, you know, was diagnosed with cancer uh, a few years ago and he's in recovery now and doing great. And I remember the first time we got to go golfing again uh, after his surgery and it just was so wonderful to still have my father because there was so much out there to help him and support the family and, and for him to get better. And it's because of all the research that was out there and all of the things that were going on with cancer that he's now in remission and in recovery from his cancer treatments. And it's awesome that I get to spend time with my father. Uh, and, and I've known people who have been HIV positive. You know, it hasn't turned into AIDS, although we did have a family friend who died of AIDS years ago. But we're now able to talk about these things. But why is it that with addiction, we still have to whisper around and there's still shame involved with it and, and feeling like there's something wrong with me? So we're going to be addressing this today. Uh, we have uh, Gary Mendel from an organization called Shatterproof. And I was fortunate enough a couple years ago to be at a conference and I heard Gary speak and I was so touched by what he was talking about and, and how he was talking about being an advocacy group and how to remove the stigma and let's look at how we can put more of a spotlight on addiction and recovery and get help for people rather than looking at them as having some kind of a mental disorder or you know some kind of a shame-based uh, issue going on in their lives. And for me, it's just not like that. You know, I, I've known a lot of people who are in recovery and we're good people. We're not, you know, I, I heard this said one time that we're not bad people trying to get good. We're sick people that are trying to get well. And we need to look at the addiction disease differently so that we're going to be able to get more help from people and, and remove that shame attached to it. 
You know, I I would have nothing in my life today if it wasn't for the fact that I'm in recovery. I mean, my my entire career, my speaking career, writing my book, Party with a Plan, you know, I probably wouldn't have been involved with doing things like this, but I was fortunate at the beginning where I was doing a lot of service work and helping other people, and I was speaking to high school students and college students, and I'd have students write to me afterwards and come to me after presentations and say, hey, you know what, I think I might have a problem. Thank you for telling your story because I want to be able to get sober too, and I can't even begin to describe the the feeling of just overwhelming gratitude that I'm able to share this with other people and and help other people get into recovery and to address this. You know, the other day when I was out of Frostburg, a, a young woman came up to me after the talk and she's like, you know, I'm really concerned about my roommate. How can I talk to her? Because I think she might have a problem. And I gave her some really good skills and some tips on how to do that. And she said, great, I'm going to go do that. And another young man came up to me and we were talking about how his father is an alcoholic and how it affected him and how he doesn't drink today because he sees how it affected his family and and he doesn't want to fall into those same traps, although he's watching his sister start to fall into that pattern and he's really concerned about her. So we talked about some things that he could do for them. And it's just, we need to be more vocal. We need to get out there and talk about this more. And it's all over the world. And I know here in the U.S., we're starting to make more strides. But in other places, you know, I I talk to people from the U.K., and they say that, you know, they don't talk about problems and issues openly like they do in other places. And I think we need to start becoming more vocal. And and down in Australia and in the Middle East and in Asia, you know, we need to start talking about this to get support from others because it can happen to anyone. You know, I grew up in a great family. If you would have asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, drug addict and alcoholic was never something that I would have said. I had other things in store for my life. But now that I'm on this path, there are other things I want to do. And and now I get to be someone who can make an impact in the lives of others. And I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. Yeah, there are other things I could be doing, but there's nothing more that I'd rather do than to be here today talking to you and maybe inspiring someone out there to make a difference in their lives and make those first steps towards recovery or to help somebody else in your life uh, to start to grasp this as well. So again, if you have any questions, comments, you can write in um, and, and I'm more than happy to answer your questions. Uh, and and whatever I can do to support and help you uh, in your life, more than happy to do that. So we have to take a quick break right now. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Gary Mendel from the Shatterproof Organization. We're going to be talking about how it started and all the wonderful things that they're doing and how you can get involved in bringing this to your community and bringing more of a voice to addiction and recovery. So right after this, we will be right back with Gary. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Randy Havison is a highly sought-after speaker, trainer, consultant, and author. His down-to-earth approach and mix of humor and insightful information make him a very effective presenter. With topics such as alcohol education, raising self-esteem, leadership development, and defining value systems, Havison has proven to be a pioneer in his field. Randy is a welcome speaker on the international stage with a personality that exudes raw energy fueled with magnetic charisma and the relatability of a best friend. His book, Party with a Plan, The Guide to Low-Risk Drinking, was 15 years in the making. He has found a research-based formula that teaches people how to drink and lower their risk for problems. Party with a Plan goes beyond be responsible and drink moderately by offering specific guidelines for people who want to drink and avoid the common problems associated with drinking. Visit Randy's websites, risespeaker.com and partywithaplan.com for more information. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Thank you for tuning in to Rise Radio. Please join your host, Randy Havison, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, have a great week. Welcome back to Rise Radio. This is Randy Havison, your host. And as I mentioned before, we are so honored to have with us today Gary Mendel, who is the CEO and founder of Shatterproof. Uh, this is such an amazing organization. I'm so excited to get to share this with everybody out there. Let me tell you a little bit about Gary. He is the founder and CEO of Shatterproof, a national nonprofit organization dedicated to reducing the devastation that the disease of addiction causes to families. Mr. Mendel has founded Shatterproof after losing his son Brian to addiction in 2011. In three years, Shatterproof has already accomplished a lot. The organization has helped get life-saving legislation passed in 10 states, created a robust community of ambassadors, fundraisers, and advocates, and launched national awareness events like the Shatterproof Challenge Repel. Shatterproof works every day to tell stories that will ease the stigma of addiction. Prior to Shatterproof, Mr. Mandel founded and was CEO of HEI Hotels and Resorts. During his tenure as CEO, he oversaw a portfolio of 40, over 40 hotels with revenues of over $650 million and value of over $3 billion. Since then, HEI has grown to over 65 hotels with revenues of over $1.5 billion under management. Prior to HEI, Mr. Mendel was president of Starwood Lodging Trust and a member of its board of trustees. Mr. Mandel is a member of the Clinton Health Matters Initiative, the Industry Real Estate Finance Advisory Council, and a charter member of President Obama's Better Building Challenge. Mr. Mandel received his BES from Cornell University School of Hotel Administration and his MBA with, with distinction from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And Gary, I am just so thrilled that you have made time to be on our show because I think your message is so important to get out there. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about the background of how Shatterproof started and let's talk about how our listeners can get involved with with what it is that you're doing. So, welcome to the show. Sure, Randy. Thanks for having me. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. Um, As you said, uh, my career was in the hotel business and my older son, Brian, was struggling with addiction. And Mm -hmm. tragically, he passed away in October 2011. And I'm so sorry. I certain, thank you. And I'm certainly, you know, certainly for you and your listeners, we, we all know it doesn't get any worse than that. 
No. And in the weeks and months that followed after Brian passed away, um, it, I was shocked, really, that when I really just realized what I hadn't realized when Brian was alive, that for every major disease in this country, there was one well-funded national organization that was mm-hmm. funding private research, advocating for change in public policies, um, ending shame and stigma, and providing information and support and hope, really, for you know, numerous, you know, millions of people related to their specific disease. Mm-hmm. And as big as, as big as the devastation is for addiction, there was no such organization for addiction. And That's true. It, you know, you think of American Cancer, American Heart, Susan Komen, Autism Speak, mm-hmm. all the rest. There was nothing for addiction. So seeing this, yeah. and really inspired by the memory of my son, um, I started this, I, I left my career in business, and I uh, dedicated the rest of my life to building such an organization for addiction. And wow. you know, really working as hard as I can to reduce the devastation to families. And yeah. I think as we all know, and all your listeners know, it's never about one person. It's about one person maybe starting something, but then it's about all the people that engage with you and work with you and unite with you to get things done. And mm-hmm. that's the vision, and that's what's been happening. It's been really satisfying. Yeah. And it's so great what you guys are doing. And I've been to one of your events. And, and I remember the first time that I met you, I was at a conference. And I was so touched by by your presentation and the way that you kind of drew the parallel. And I, I would like you to kind of go into this a little bit because you told a story uh, when you were at the podium talking at the conference I was at. And I, I've never heard it put like this before when you were talking about the diseases of the two teenagers that were on your block. Would you mind sure. telling our listeners about that? Sure. Um, well, my older son, Brian, was entering high school, and there was another young man who I knew well. I knew his family well, Mikey, and, and, and they were both entering high school, and they were friends. And Mikey was diagnosed with cancer tragically. Mm. And, you know, upon the diagnosis, his family was, his parents were easily able to access the highest quality medical care, you know, which Mm -hmm. was all based on scientific research, as you'd expect. Mm -hmm. And our entire town rallied behind Mikey and his family. You know, parents came to their home to cook meals, uh, drive carpools. Kids in elementary school held bake sales on the weekends. And as you'd expect, the whole time that Mikey was sick, he received, you know, just such love and compassion from everyone in Mm -hmm. town. Yep. And then two streets away, my son was also struggling with a disease. But just for so many, for so many reasons, in in so many ways, it was very different for our family. Um, We looked for medical care for Brian, just the way that Mikey's parents looked for him. But we couldn't find any. It was based on scientific research. It just didn't exist. Uh, our community, our community didn't rally behind us. They, they did, like they did with Mikey's family. You know, no one came to our home with cooked meals. No one drove carpools, and there were no bake sales. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, when, and, and even more, when Brian came home to visit, it was just silence. No one would say, mm-hmm. you know, go, Brian, great job for fighting this disease. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And the difference was yeah. Mikey had cancer and Brian had addiction. And, and the real difference was Mikey was treated like a patient and Brian was treated like an outcast. Hmm. And you know that that's such a powerful way to put it, and and you're absolutely right. It's like this quiet disease; no one talks about it, and when they do, it's almost with disgust. And why can't they just stop? And and you, you know, this is something I've been struggling with for a long time. It's like if it was that easy, believe me, we would just stop. But it's not that easy. No, it's not that easy because. You know, everyone throws around the word chronic brain disease. What, mm-hmm. Fine. Why don't they just stop? Well, yeah. because the reality is, is, is people don't really understand what that means, chronic brain disease. And mm-hmm. it's not their fault. They don't understand. You know, it, it, our society hasn't been educated to it. But the reality of what it is, is mm-hmm. for those people, not people who are abusing drugs, I'm not referring to them. I'm not referring to people right. who possibly may be dependent and have some withdrawal symptoms. I'm talking mm-hmm. about people who have something called a substance use disorder, which is what right. we all think about as addiction. And for yes. those people, their brain chemistry has actually changed. And mm-hmm. it's in the reward system of their brain where they are becoming, where they are no longer taking drugs to feel high or feel good like we all think, or many people think? Mm -hmm. No. People who have a substance use disorder where their brain chemistry has changed, they are taking drugs just to not feel horrible. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. It's not to feel high or feel good. It's to get through the day without feeling horrible. Yeah, exactly. And even more important, recent brain scans now show that for some of those people... For some of those mm-hmm. people, a different area of the brain has been changed. The chemistry has changed in a different area of the brain. The, the, the area of the brain that, that controls logic and self-control, mm-hmm. making yep. those people seriously incapable of resisting urges, incapable yep. of making a decision and following through with it, just like the decision to make a decision not to use a drug. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it, incapable, the same way that a diabetic is incapable of producing enough insulin. Exactly. And I think if people can understand that, it will help them to not keep asking the question, why don't they just stop using? Yeah. You're right. And it, and it is not willpower. You know, I think about it all the times, you know, I would get a call from someone. I'd say, okay, school, college is starting. I'm not going to do the same thing this semester. It's going to be different. And then someone would call, hey, do you want to get high tonight? And in my brain, I'm saying, no, don't do it. And I say, yeah, sure. Why don't you come over? And then I hang up. Oh my God, what are you doing? Okay. When he comes over, just tell him to leave. And he would come over. I'm like, I'm just tell him to leave. It's like, hey, come on in. And the whole time I'm fighting with myself, yet there I am doing it. And it's like, don't do it. Don't do it. And I would do it. It's like, what am I? And, and I'm a smart guy. But there's this compulsion and this power. It's like I could not say no. 
It's not just saying no. It's so much more powerful than that. And you're right. We need to work on the research in order to show that this is really the case. Absolutely. And we're relaunching our website on November 15th and or a few days thereafter. And we're going to have a section there that really talks about the brain chemistry to really right. educate people who take the time to come look at it and read it that this is no different than a body produce, than someone's body not producing enough insulin. Mm-hmm. And exactly. If people can understand that, then there will be empathy toward them and what they struggle with every day. I mean, yep. back to the story. You know, how many times did someone walk up to Mikey and say, "You're a fighter. You're we're so proud of you. You're fighting this every day. This cancer." And mm-hmm. to Brian, it was like a look of disgust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should be the same. It should be, it should the, be same. the same. Absolutely. Now, I remember you talking about Brian was actually in recovery for a while, wasn't he? Yes. Brian had not used a substance in 13 months. And, but it was that shame and stigma that society gives you, mm-hmm. you know, that had just built up over years. And, you know, the other problem with this disease is that makes it so difficult is it usually begins like it did with Brian during the teenage years. Mm-hmm. And for those of us like myself who did not become addicted, when we were maturing through our teenage years, we were learning how to handle our emotions. It was a part of, it was mm-hmm. a natural part of growing up. You get a bad grade, you learn how to deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. you have a fight with a friend, or you break up with a girlfriend, you learn how to deal with it. Well, right. if you become addicted and you're using drugs a lot during those years, you don't know how to. You lose. You haven't matured in the ability to regulate your emotions as well as someone who's not addicted. Right, and it stunts that part of your brain. Absolutely. So yeah. that, in combination with the constant messaging he was getting from society, which is, what's wrong with you? Even though he had stopped by then, mm-hmm. he got depressed. And yep. he woke up that morning and researched suicide notes, and he wrote a note, and he took his life. And mm. totally unexpected. He hadn't used a drug in 13 months. He was doing reasonably well. And it can happen. And it wasn't like oh. he was planning it for, for weeks or months. He, he felt a low moment. And that's what happened. And wish we could take it back, but we can't. Oh, yeah. And the only thing that I could do is take that and the vision of his smile and his hug and use that to help others, which... Mm-hmm. But again, I want to emphasize that I'm only one person. If this were just me, we wouldn't be getting done what we got done. Yes, I right. am taking the vision of his smile and his hug and his heart for me to work hard every day. But now there have been tens of thousands of people around the country who are doing the same thing with us. And, and that's what's creating the power of what we're doing mm-hmm. and creating the results of what we're getting done. That's so amazing. Now, uh, tell me about, you know, because you do these rappel events. How did that get started? Well, when I, when I, if the vision is to become the American Cancer Society or the American Heart mm-hmm. Association for Addiction, 
mm-hmm. um, I looked at where they're, where, what brought their success. And a lot of what brings the success of those organizations is events where people can engage with the organization and engage in a sense of community together and fundraise mm-hmm. for the organization. And the largest event out there is a 5K. American mm-hmm. you know, All the organizations have one. Right. And I knew that's something that we would want to grow into over time. But I wanted to start with something that was unique and different that would also draw media attention for, for a new mm-hmm. organization. And coming out of the hotel business, uh, I came up with the idea of having, instead of doing a 5K where someone walks for five, for five you know, walks for a few hours, someone would, would repel off a building for 15 minutes. And <laughs> it's no different than a, in format to a breast cancer walk. You have a right. bunch of people register, they pay a registration fee, they fund, fundraise through all their friends, and they come together that day of the event with a sense of community. And they meet others who are in the same situation, and they it's, it's, meet people from all over the community who are touched by the disease in some fashion. Mm-hmm. But because if people are going off a building, we get all the TV cameras there. And the message yep. is very simple. This is happening all across the country every day for other diseases for diabetes, for heart disease, for cancer, for other diseases. Today we're doing this for addiction. Mm-hmm. And, and addiction is a disease. This is not bad people doing bad things. This is good people with a bad disease. And the exactly. message is very powerful, and people really have loved it. Um, we get people from all parts of the community joining us. You get about 100 people repelling in a day, two, two or three people every 10 or 15 minutes all day long. But you get hundreds of people out there watching and clapping and cheering as people are coming down the building. Mm-hmm. And it brings you know, local affiliates of all the major networks. And it's a day in that community for, okay, today we're supporting people in addiction. We're raising money for yep. prevention, treat, re- treatment, and recovery, just like mm-hmm. diabetes, heart disease, any other disease. Exactly. And, you know, I, I went to your event here in Orange County and I would watch these people terrified going up and, and starting to come down and the cheers and the encouragement and, and to watch their face and that look of accomplishment when they made it to the bottom. I mean, it, it's a phenomenal event. And I'm sure people could get in touch with Shatterproof if they want to do an event in their area. You're probably open to having other people do that as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people can create fundraisers, and I say fundraisers, it's also spreading the brand and spreading our message of that this mm-hmm. is a disease. Again, not bad yes. people doing bad things. Um, right. In three different ways. Number one, if we have a repelling event in their local community, they can, they can get involved with that, and they can find information about that on our website, shatterproof.org. Mm-hmm. Um, or... Uh, we are launching a, a series of events next year, which will be 5Ks, walks and runs. Nice. And so we'll be announcing that in the next 45 days of which cities we're going to launch in next year. Um, and then Wonderful. thirdly, and this is starting to happen and pick up momentum, people can do any event they want, wherever they want, anytime they want, whatever they want. And Nice. In the same way that you would send an email to 200 of your friends saying, this is a disease that shouldn't be stigmatized. This is an organization doing something about it. 
I want to support this organization, and I am going to walk on this day. Would you donate to me? I'm trying to raise it. Five hundred dollars, um, or three hundred, or six hundred, whatever you want to try to raise, um, or thousands. Um, mm-hmm. And I am going to walk on this day, or I'm going to repel on this day. You can also choose to do whatever you want to do. Um, mm-hmm. We had someone this summer bike ride a hundred miles. It's the oh, same message. Great. He didn't walk. He didn't repel. He just rode his bike for a hundred miles in a race. We had someone in the uh, several people, about ten people in the month of July, say we're to support people in recovery. We're not going to drink for a month. And wow. we always say to people in recovery, just don't drink for the rest of your life. Uh, yeah, it's not that hard. Just don't drink for for the rest of your life. Yeah, just well, be strong. So we so these these dozen people said we're not going to drink. We're not going to drink for one month. And wow, they sent out emails to hundreds of people. Posted it on Facebook and Twitter and social media to all their all their their network of friends and said, "I'm not drinking for a month to support people in recovery." And again, this is a disease, and I want to mm-hmm. support this organization and raise funding for their mission. Would you donate to me? And they each set their own particular their individual goals, and a goal is only a goal; it's not a commitment. And whatever and mm-hmm. the message spreading is power spreading is powerful. And so, yeah. to your viewers, I would say you could do whatever you want. You could have a bake sale. Our, our local mm-hmm. spinning studio just held a fundraiser. You could bike ride. You That's could correct. bake sale. You could paint your nails. You could do whatever you want. But the power of it is sending emails to your network and saying, this is what I'm doing. Here's why. I'm trying to raise X. Would you donate mm-hmm. to me? It could be on the anniversary of someone in recovery. It could be on someone's yeah. birthday. You know, it could be my son's in recovery, and this is his, coming up as his third anniversary. I want to mm-hmm. show support for him and this organization, and so I'm trying to raise X dollars. Would you donate to my team or to, to me, my son's team? Any activity. Um, sure. So that's so. There's really three ways for people um, to get involved in spreading the message and destigmatizing the, the disease, and. Mm-hmm making many more people aware of what we're doing and raising money. And it's, it could be a repelling event. It could be a do-it-your-own fundraiser, whatever you want to do. Um, and that's all on our website. Or it could be our walk-run series, which we'll launch next year. That's great. Now, I had a thought while you were talking about that, someone saying, I'm not going to drink for a month to support Shatterproof. And to take that a step farther, how about, and the money that I would have spent on alcohol during that month, that's what I'm going to donate to Shatterproof. Uh, Yes, but um, that's great. But Mm -hmm. the power of it is not what the person donates it's engaging all their friends in their network. Oh, absolutely. And getting them to do it too. That would be the best. That would be the best. And yeah, because the power of a fundraiser, yes, it would be great. If, if John Doe were to say, I'm not drinking for a month, I would have spent $200 on alcohol, pick a number. I'm donating mm-hmm. to that. But now I'm yeah. asking all of you to donate to me for what I'm doing. That's great. Mm-hmm. Or the person could say, would you each, would several of you not drink for a month and send it all to your friend? Yep. And exactly. that's how the pyramid spreads. And that's how you yes. create a movement. And that's how you change the way that, not we, 
hundred of us or a thousand of view this disease. It's how you make, create a movement where the entire country views this the way it should Exactly. Be. Yeah, because this disease affects so many people in so many different ways that I, I, have, I don't think I've met anyone in a very long time that hasn't been touched by addiction in one way or another. So, yes, this is really important. Now, a couple more things that I want to address before. I know you have to get out of here, but I want to address this. Sure. You know, the first one, we're talking about the stigma. And, you know, it it's a double-edged sword for me. You know, I grew up in the 12-step programs in my recovery, and there's that really strong pull towards anonymity. And I think people get confused on anonymity within specific 12-step programs and just being able to say, my name's Randy and I'm an addict in a long-term recovery. And I think for those of us who do have long-term recovery, it's so important for us to speak out that, yes, you know, today I, I'm a radio talk show host. And the only reason I have this is because I'm in recovery. And that's kind of the message that I want to get out there. So, you know, for you to address this, you know, from the shatterproof angle, what do you want to say to people in recovery on being more vocal about getting rid of that stigma? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think you, you hit it straight. You hit it perfectly. Um, if people are ashamed to to say what they have, it creates shame. It creates stigma, and mm-hmm. everyone in recovery can come out and say, "I'm in recovery, and I'm proud of it, and I'm mm-hmm. proud of how I'm fighting it every day because I have a brain disorder, which is okay. People mm-hmm. with diabetes have a disorder. People with yeah." With, all kinds of disorders. It's okay. Right. Um, it's no one's fault. And mm-hmm. everyone's chem- brain, you know, chemistry and genetics and biology is a little different. And I have this disease like you do. And every morning when I wake up, I have to deal with it. And that's okay. And um, that's absolutely our philosophy. It's also our philosophy that Whatever is said in an AA meeting or an NA meeting should be confidential to that meeting. Right. But after the meeting, if you go to the supermarket and you see two friends and they say, where were you? I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you were at an AA meeting. Exactly. doesn't mean you would repeat anything that was said in that meeting. That's confidential. Mm -hmm. But to say you were at a meeting, why should you be embarrassed to say that? Right. It's okay. I was at yeah. an A meeting. Fine. I was at a soccer tournament. Fine. I was at a doctor for my cancer treatment. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Yep. I went to a movie. I mean, whatever it is, yeah. make it part of your daily, this is who you are and, and this is what's going on and thank God you're in recovery and taking care of it. Absolutely. If yeah. you're embarrassed to say you were at a meeting, how does that make you feel? Yeah. You know, right. or, if, or if a parent says, is embarrassed to say, I went to an Al-Anon meeting, and they're standing there mm-hmm. with their son or daughter who's in recovery, and they're in the supermarket. Someone says, where were you just now? What did you do t- this evening? Mm-hmm. And the, the, the teenager hears the parents say, fumbles around and says, well, we were shopping. And it's embarrassed mm-hmm. to say, no, I was at an Al-Anon meeting. Yep. How do you think yeah, that well, I know, son or daughter feels yeah. if the parent's embarrassed to say that? Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. And I know, you know, my experience also, as I was starting to get into recovery, at the beginning, my parents didn't say much to their friends. But after a while, you know, hey, how's Randy doing? Well, he's actually doing good. He's back in school. You know, he's in recovery. And really, what do you mean? And they would say, yeah, he's sober now and he's going to meetings and he's seeing a counselor. And and it was amazing how many people said, that. you know what, my son or my nephew or all these stories started to come out and then hey do you think he would mind if if could he talk to randy so it was amazing how we were able to be beacons for other people to come forward and say hey i need help too absolutely you know and another thing i spoke to someone yesterday who's in recovery recovery and he says i tell everybody i'm recovery and he said you know why gary if i tell everybody i'm in recovery then it's more likely that someone who needs help mm-hmm. related to this disease will call me. And I want to exactly. help as many people as I can. Yeah. And this gives me and the see, this to kind help of, other people. Yeah, and, and this goes with how you came up with the name of the organization. I mean, I, I love how you came up with this. Um, and is there like a little slogan or tagline that you have with this, or you, do you just kind of paraphrase it? Well, it's shatterproof, and it's stronger than addiction. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we are going to shatterproof our, our young adults, our teens, so hopefully less will become addicted with better prevention. Mm-hmm. And, but for those who are addicted, put a protective coating around them with, with evidence-based treatment, no shame and no stigma, and recovery yeah. supports. And I, support them yeah. through the recovery process, mm-hmm. just like any I, I, other issue. Exactly. And I love, you know, you, you said this too, you know, addiction is such a lonely, isolative disease, but together we're shatterproof. Absolutely. And I love I, that. You, yeah. Randy, and that's what it, it takes getting yeah. together. You nailed it. Well, thank you. So, and thank you for having me on. I'd yeah. love to be on the show again. And for any of your viewers who would like to learn more about us, mm-hmm. everything they can find will be on shatterproof.org. And we are going to be relaunching our website just before Thanksgiving with a lot more information for families on how to navigate this process. But the best That's thing great. Is now, is there information? Website. Yeah, and just put their email address and zip code, and they'll get a monthly newsletter as we progress. Wonderful. Now, what about people who want to get involved with the ambassador program? Do you have a minute to talk about that, too? Just a brief little how people can get involved? Very simple. On our website, it says Take Action. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they hit that, there's a little scroll uh, uh, menu below it. One of it mm-hmm. says, be an ambassador, and they can click on that and, and uh, sign up, and someone will be in touch with them. Wonderful. Well, Gary, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. We're going to put a link on the riseradioshow.com uh, website, too. But anything that we can do, if you have more time, you want to come back, I, I invite you anytime you want to come back to talk about this, because this is, this is near and dear to my heart, and I think what you're doing is so important. So keep up the good work. And I am, again, so sorry for your loss, but it's amazing how out of tragedies can come really great things, and, and uh, Shatterproof is one of those, and I'm a huge fan and thank you for what you're doing. Well, thank you for, and I mean this with all my heart, for bringing me on the show and exposing our message to all your, your viewers and, and for anybody listening, you know, if you just enter your email address and zip code off our website, we will then be connected. And it's like you said, it's together, united, we can change anything. Mm-hmm. So thank Absolutely. You. Okay, thank well, you, Gary. Have a nice and- rest of the day and a nice weekend, everybody. 
Yeah, thank you, Gary. All right, and we will be right back after these messages. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Randy Havison is a highly sought-after speaker, trainer, consultant, and author. His down-to-earth approach and mix of humor and insightful information make him a very effective presenter. With topics such as alcohol education, raising self-esteem, leadership development, and defining value systems, Havison has proven to be a pioneer in his field. Randy is a welcome speaker on the international stage with a personality that exudes raw energy fueled with magnetic charisma and the relatability of a best friend. His book, Party with a Plan, The Guide to Low-Risk Drinking, was 15 years in the making. He has found a research-based formula that teaches people how to drink and lower their risk for problems. Party with a Plan goes beyond be responsible and drink moderately by offering specific guidelines for people who want to drink and avoid the common problems associated with drinking. Visit Randy's websites, risespeaker.com and partywithaplan.com for more information. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Thank you for tuning in to Rise Radio. Please join your host, Randy Havison, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, have a great week. Welcome back to Rise Radio on the Empowerment Channel of the Voice America Radio Network. This is Randy Havison, your host. Uh, I'm almost speechless, but I can't be because I'm on the radio. But Gary, every time I hear Gary speak, he inspires me. I mean, this is a man who has dealt with the worst tragedy a, a parent or a person can deal with. You know, I've lost lots of friends to addiction and family members and and other folks, you know, people who I've known who've uh, been in recovery in the 12-step rooms and they relapse and, and they've died of an overdose or, or other means. But to lose a child, I mean, that's just... I, I can't even comprehend. You know, I, I'm a father of an 11-year-old and... You know, I'm doing my best to raise her in a way where hopefully she's not going to turn to alcohol and other drugs as a coping mechanism. Number one, she has a strong genetic predisposition now because of me, but also because I've watched the devastation and I can't even imagine what it would be like losing a child. Uh, so, you know, kudos to Gary and the courage and the strength that he's mustered up in order to do this and to to make a difference in the lives of other people. So, you know, again, shatterproof.com is how you get involved with the organization. Sign up for their newsletter. You can get involved with the ambassador program. He didn't have a long time to talk about this, but I actually signed up. I'm an ambassador for Shatterproof. And when we had the event here in Orange County, I went to a local business and was able to talk to them about my journey and why this is important and how they can get involved. And I, you know, I even said to them, I'm in a room of about 50 people in a business setting who are taking their lunch break and they're coming to listen to me and another ambassador speak. And I said, you know, I don't want to show a hands because I don't want to embarrass anybody because we're still at that point where the stigma is pretty strong. But 
I would have a feeling that most or all of the people in this room have been affected by your or someone else's addiction at one point or another in your life. Would I be correct in saying that? And I watched every single head nod. And, and it's amazing how pervasive this disease is and we need stronger voices and we need more people to stand up and to say, yeah, I, I am in recovery and I do know someone who's struggling. You know, I don't want to embarrass my brother, my father, my friend by speaking out, but, but I need to get some support because I want to help them and I don't know how. You know, it's like watching someone who's a diabetic who's still eating, you know, a dozen Hershey bars a day and we want to say something to them, but we don't know how to say it. So by getting involved with organizations like Shatterproof or Al-Anon, which is for family and friends of alcoholics, uh, there's CODA, Codependence Anonymous. There are so many support groups out there and, and a lot of ways to get help. And again, if you're not really sure where to turn for that first time, send me an email, randy at riseradioshow.com, and, and let me know what's going on and where you're at. And if I can find some resources in your area, I will do my best to, to help you make that happen and, and to get the support that you need for your friend, family member, or for yourself. So, you know, this is a very isolative disease, and, and I want people to start coming forward and saying, hey, you know what, I, I need help, and I want support. And Shatterproof is a great place to do that, too. So their ambassador program is for anyone who wants to get involved with helping to spread the message of the organization. So it's anybody in any community, and even for those of you overseas, I think it would be so great to say, hey, I'm in Australia and I'd love to do some things down here. What can I do here? Or in the UK or in China or France or Brazil or wherever you're listening from, you know, I, let, I would love to see a worldwide movement through Shatterproof or wherever to start removing the stigma and, and getting people to really recognize what this disease is all about. Because it's not a choice we have. Once we cross that line into addiction, it's no longer a choice. I mean, it's, it's an alteration in our brain. I mean, I'm a smart guy, and I'm one of the strongest people you will ever meet. But when I would have a line of cocaine in front of me, everything inside of me screaming, don't do it. But I would do it anyway. And afterwards, why did you, what are you, what were you thinking? And I wasn't thinking. I was just acting on this impulse. So, you know, it, again, we're not bad people, but we're sick. We have a disease and we need help. So get involved with the ambassador program. It's a way to kind of empower yourself and those in your neighborhood and those in your network uh, to, to take a stand. And it would be great if someone wrote to Shatterproof and say, hey, I heard about you guys on Rise Radio and I'd like to organize an event in my community. Oh, that would uh, that would be amazing. But you know, to get a, a rappel event going, they will help you with that. You don't have to initially find the building or the people. They will kind of hand the whole thing to you and say, here's what you do in order to do an event in your area. And, you know, I'll volunteer to help you as well. Uh, if you do a, an event in your area, I will do whatever I can to support and help too. But I know Shatterproof folks, they, they know how to do this and, and they will help you out. And I'm excited to see what they're going to be unveiling in the future when it comes to the, the 5Ks and the 10Ks and, and whatever they're going to be doing. Um, you know, anytime we're getting people together talking about an event, you know, a few weeks ago I went and did um, – the Relay for Life, 
uh, for cancer research and and donating money and and walking to support those who have uh, battled cancer or have lost the battle to cancer and and to be there to support the cause. And and I went out and was a part of that, and it was great to see hundreds of people out there involved with helping those who are battling cancer and are survivors. You know, there's a whole tent for cancer survivors, and it was great to watch them come along. And I remember being out there saying, why don't we have this for addiction? And now we finally are. And I'm just so thrilled that this is going to, you know, this is really starting to bloom and blossom. And, and it really is one person making a difference. And you know, I, I think about me being on this show right now, and, and I'm a radio talk show host. And every time I say that, I, I, I chuckle because I think about where I used to be when I got kicked out of college and, and fired from jobs delivering pizza because I was in the throes of my disease. And it just took that first person helping me. And then I went and helped that first, first person. And it just kept growing. And I realized how good I felt when I was speaking out. And, you know, my first professional presentation, when I first time I ever got paid to do a, a presentation in front of other people, it was to a thousand high school students who didn't want to be there. And I remember standing up and looking at that crowd and I froze for a moment, just like I did on my first radio show when it was time for me to speak. And I just, oh my God, what do I say? But it just come, came to me that day, like it came to me on my first show. And the words started coming out, and at the end of that presentation, I got a standing ovation from a 1,000 high school students. And I thought, you know what? This is pretty cool. I really like this, and I like being able to help other people. And I had students crowd me afterwards. Hey, I, I know someone who has a problem, and hey, I think I'm smoking too much weed. How can I stop? And to be able to do that. So for anyone listening out there that's thinking, you know, I'm just one person. What can I do? You know what? I'm just one person, and look what I'm able to do. So you too can get out there and and make a difference and be vocal. You know, no more embarrassment, no more shame. I'm in recovery, or I have, you know, my dad's in in recovery, or my dad's an alcoholic, and my sister, my brother, my friend. By talking about this, we can do something about it. And that's the whole thing. It, you know, addiction likes to be in the dark. It likes to be silent. And the more we put a light on it and the more we're vocal and the more we talk about it, the more the disease dissipates and it'll start to go away. And we can get help and support for those who are in our lives. And, you know, the one person who comes to my life and comes to my mind um, – <clears throat> you know, my best friend back in my using days was Todd. And I love Todd like a brother. He was the brother I never had. And when I got sober, I would do everything I could. It's like, Todd, come on, man, go to a meeting with me, hang out with me. And he would go in and out of recovery. And, and one day I, you know, I lost track of him and I didn't know where he went. And I ran into my friend Hillary, who was a mutual friend. And I said, Hey, how you doing? She goes, Oh, I'm doing great. But yeah, sad about Todd, right? I'm like, what? What happened to Todd? Oh, my God, Randy, you didn't hear? He died of a heroin overdose. He died with a needle in his arm. I thought, what? We used to make fun of people who did needles, and now he's dead? So this show is for you, Todd. And I wish you could have found your way to recovery. And I'm grateful every day that I get to be here. And I miss you every day. And I wish you were here 
And, you know, hopefully this is going to touch someone out there and you can make a difference in, in the lives of others so you don't have to deal with a loss like I experienced or a loss, especially a loss like Gary experienced. So we're going to continue to have shows like this. And, um, I, you know, I, I hope you got something out of this hour. And we're going to be back next week with another amazing guest, Mike Domish from the Date Safe Project. And we're going to be talking about uh, sexual assault and, and re- people in recovery from that issue and what you can do to make a difference in the lives of others there, too. So thank you for tuning in to Rise Radio. And I, I truly am grateful for you being here. And uh, I will see you, hear you next week, same time. Same channel. Thank you for tuning in to Rise Radio. Please join your host, Randy Havison, again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until our next show, have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.